Somewhere to his right, a door latch clicked. Guy kept his eyes closed, but he couldn't stop his eyebrows from pulling together. Just the wind bumping an open door, ignore it. The door's hinges creaked. The note hung in the frosty air, teasing Guy and wearing at his patience. I'll have another search for the door tomorrow. It's obviously not the wardrobe in the girl's room, and it's not the master bedroom. But I'll find it, and I'll jam it shut. A board creaked above his head as the animal moved through the attic. Guy tried to imagine the beach house he and his mother would move to, somewhere with a pleasant, relaxed community. He would get a job. He would get his own place again. It wasn't too late to correct the path his life had taken. Another floorboard flexed. The sound was subtle, but in the dead of night it was all Guy could hear. A thick drop of some cold liquid landed on his cheek. Guy reached up to wipe it away. It was viscous and slimy, and it had a sour odor. He tried to squint at it in the dim moonlight. Then he looked towards the ceiling. A long, bone-thin creature clung to the plaster above his head. Its body had contorted, its spine twisted into an unnatural loop, but the fingers digging into the ceiling were unmistakably human. Light glinted off two wide, dark eyes. The creature's head had been tilted back, far more than a human's neck could endure, to stare down at him between sheets of long, oily hair. Another drop of liquid fell from its gaping mouth to hit Guy's forehead. He screamed and scrambled back. The sleeping bag clung to him. He fought it off, freeing his limbs, and pressed his back to the wall. The ceiling was empty. What the hell? Guy twisted, scanning the walls and the windows, hunting for the malformed woman. The dampness still clung to his face and fingers. What the f- A door slammed. The impact shook the walls and made Guy flinch. He staggered to his feet and moved towards the room's exit. When he reached for the handle, he touched the air. The door was already open. I've got to get out. The thought pounded through his aching head, consuming him. He dashed into the hallway, eyes squinted nearly closed and braced to feel the scratch of claws across his back. He barreled around the hallway's corner and towards the stairs. Static crackled from the master bedroom as the baby monitor came to life. Impossible, I threw it out. He took the stairs too quickly and stumbled on the last few. He hit the landing on all fours, dragging in ragged gasps and shivering. He caught the sound of feet being scraped along the second floor's hallway runner. The front door was immediately ahead of him, but he still hadn't finished clearing the vines or removing the boards nailing it shut. He went left into the dining room. The stairs creaked as something, or someone, came down them. Guy swore under his breath. The dining room chairs were stained red. The fresh liquid glistened in the moonlight as it dripped off the backs and trickled onto the seat and legs. The stench turned his stomach. He clamped a hand over his mouth. The dragging, scraping footsteps reached the base of the stairs. Guy pressed his eyes closed and squeezed around the bloody furniture, keeping his back as close as he could to the walls and cabins. The kitchen door was almost within arm's reach. Thomas! The voice, raspy and low, floated from the hallway. It sent a spike of fear through him. He reached the kitchen and ran through it, barely noticing the speckles of red gore dotting the sink's dishes and dribbling down the fridge. The back door was open. He leapt through and ran to his truck. He draped the tarp over its supplies without tying it down, but he didn't stop to fasten it. 
The equipment might fall out on the drive home, but he wasn't going to spend even another second on Rookward's ground. He leapt into the driver's seat, slammed the door, and locked it. Then he reached across the seat and did the same to the passenger's door. His gasps echoed through the vehicle, deafening him to the outside world. He spared a glance at the house. Nothing materialized in any of the doors or windows. Guy reached into his pants pocket for the keys. It was empty. His heart dropped in a dizzying, lurching motion. He fumbled through every pocket on his person as he tried not to hyperventilate. He knew where the keys were. He'd left them on the table beside his bed, on the house's second floor, the room farthest from the door.